recently a post went viral on Twitter uh, because everyone's making fun of it. And I'm going to read it to you now. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. From Nick Huber. You don't understand scale. Use $50 to buy 10 tomato plants. In six months, you will have 250 tomatoes. Plant those into 250 plants. Six months, you have 6,250 plants. Plant them. Six months, you have one, one, I can't say numbers, 156K tomatoes. (laughs) Plant them. Six months, you have 3.9 million tomatoes. (laughs) Sell them for a dollar each. Ooh, mic drop. I see no issues with that logic. Step one. These are people making fun of him. Own a ridiculous amount of land. Step two. Obtain $50 of tomato seeds. (laughs) Step three. Ignore seasons. Step four. (laughs) Assume 100% yield. (laughs) Step five. Steal a power washer. What? I don't know. Oh, it's so funny. Yeah, so... It kind of, it reminds me of Bean Dad, like someone who thinks that they're so above it all. Yeah. Oh, I found the tweet I was talking about. Oh, yes. Excellent. Okay. And Jenny sent me a TikTok, so today's going great. (laughs) It's really great. And we have pizza on the way. Yes. Gen Z will never understand growing up with parents who basically poured a gallon of milk into your body with a funnel every day because Big Milk told them that if we didn't drink enough, our bones would go soft and we'd turn into pudding people and get kidnapped at the mall. <laughs> um, did you? I don't know how much we're going to be talking about this today. Yeah. But have you seen the Got Milk ad with the guy whose arms fall off? I did read about that. So my, yeah. this was this was formative for me as a kid. It's these kids, and they're like, I don't want to drink my milk, and their mom's like, You have to. And then they're like, but our neighbor never drinks his milk. And then the mom's like, oh, and they look out the window and the neighbor's mowing his lawn and he waves his hand and then puts his hand back on the lawnmower. And then the lawnmower pulls his arm off, or both arms off, clear off. So he's just standing there armless with the lawnmower like leaving with the arms on it. And then the kids start just like chugging milk. Yes. I, yes. I, thought, I thought it was like a fever dream. And then probably like a month ago, I was watching a Scott Kramer video. Okay. And he played it. And I was like, that was real? That wasn't... I thought maybe it was like on Adult Swim and I like wasn't supposed to have seen it. Yeah. Like unedited no, footage of a real. bear or whatever. Apparently, apparently the California governor at the time yes. tried to like remove it from the air. <laughs> which is ironic <laughs> since it was the California government that started the whole thing. Ooh, okay. But so, we'll get to it. <laughs> Why why was milk peddled to me as a kid? Is that is that the question? That's the question. Uh because big milk has too much power. Can you be more specific? Yeah. Welcome to Be More Specific, where an entomologist, me, and a film student, me, walk into a podcast and walk out with a question answered. I'm Becca and I'm Tegan. Always say yeah. Well, I can't be more specific. <laughs> I might not be excited about it, but I sure can. No, I'm excited about this. I have I know an obscene amount about milk now, which I always I have identified as like a milk lover. It's not yeah. a super popular opinion nowadays. I I do have to say, my self identity have to put that out there. Mm-hmm. I am lactose intolerant. Mm-hmm. I don't live a lifestyle congruent with lactose intolerance. <laughs> Few people do. I like my cheese, I like my ice cream, but the smell of milk makes me, like, physically repulsed. Okay, well, I'll get into lactose intolerance, but you do know that, like, processed products like cheese have less lactose. Yes. So they're just less of an issue. Science me does know, but it does still cause... Discomfort. Distress. Mmm, don't like the way you looked at me when you said that. So, I I am of the opinion that in order to understand the full impact of milk, we have to go back. I hate Way the word milk. back. I hate it. You hate it? I don't like how the milk. L and the K are just like... It's kind of a weird word. I can't believe I missed that. I have six pages of notes and I don't have the etymology. Are you adding the etymology of I'm going to look up the etymology of the word milk. Okay. Old English of Germanic origin. Related to Dutch milk and German milk. From an Indo-European 
your opinion your your opinion <laughs> European root. It's probably one of those words. It's that's just a just word that old. has always existed. Yeah, it's, it's not like it means like boob juice. <laughs> yeah, it's just be funny. And um, like apparently the first evolution of the word, like when it was originally created, was in reference to like plant juice. Gross. <laughs> that looks kind of white and yeah, milky. Everything. That looks kind of milky. And then later it was applied to the things that come out of animal bodies. Including our own. Including our own. Huh. Okay, so milk was originally the plant goo. <laughs> well, that's what the word milk came from, apparently. Huh, okay. From Germanic peoples being like, hmm, this plant makes some funky juice. Let's call it Milk. milk. <laughs> <laughs> and since then, the word practically hasn't changed. Did you know, throughout the world, more than six billion people consume milk and milk products? How many people are in the world? Around eight. So most people- Wait, around eight- Billion. Billion, okay. Yeah. So, that, it's a lot of people. My dumb brain was like, eight thousand? Question mark? <laughs> scale. I don't understand scale. Which, this is also, like, an especially interesting statistic, because, like, six out of eight is 75%. 75% of people in the world consume milk products. Around 65 to 70% of the world's population are lactose intolerant. Yeah. So, more people it's... are consuming milk products than... Than should be. Than should be. Well, and it's also, isn't it, it's biologically after we've like grow up past breastfeeding we are most people become lactose intolerant and yeah. it's a mutation that makes you tolerant that is exactly right so we yeah we can just like go into lactose intolerance first because i know it's the first thing that's on everybody's minds i am happy when we talk about me okay so <laughs> when we're babies our bodies make a special enzyme called lactase that allows us to uh, digest the lactose in our mother's milk. And lactose is, like, it's the sugar that's in yeah. milk. And it's in, like, practically nothing other than milk. <laughs> and, uh, but after we are weaned in early childhood, for many people, this enzyme stops occurring. Without lactase, we cannot properly digest the lactose in milk. But then evolution kicked in. That's that's what this one article said. They they just I like how they said evolution kicked in. Like it wasn't <laughs> up to that point. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, well, because it was it was initially a mu uh, a mutation, which like the mutation happened, and then like S selection. The th yeah, selection, selection is where that mutation began to occur. Yeah, evolution is the name of different processes. Okay, it is cool. not a process in and of itself. Okay, that's confusing. Yeah. The evolution that I learned about... It's because it, you were It was taught, pretty much always, yeah, natural selection. Yeah. The you Darwinist. Were, you were taught... Wrong. Well, you were taught the easy version. Yeah. Well, we're all taught at first, and that's okay. <laughs> okay. Well, anyway... Kids' heads would But explode. then evolution kicked in. <laughs> Some people began to keep their lactase enzymes active into childhood. This lactase persistence allowed them to drink milk without side effects. It is the result of mutations in a section of DNA that controls the activity of the lactase gene. Delicious. Um, one expert said that the first time we see the lactase persistence allele in Europe arising is around 5,000 years ago in Southern Europe. Mm -hmm. And then um, it kind of just has spread from there. But still, Northern Europeans and people have, of Northern yeah. European descent are the ones who like have this, who have lactase into adulthood and generally aren't as bothered by... Um, by lactose, <laughs> and, like, there are some sections of Africa and, like, India where where the population is still largely, like, able to uh, to process lactose into adulthood, but, like, like most of Asia can't. They don't have yeah. it. It just never spread there. And then eventually, like, the world became developed to a point where, like, it wasn't so advantageous that everybody was, like, bred out of the yeah. lactose intolerance. So, like, maybe if... Well, and it doesn't... A big part of evolution and whatnot and, like, something persisting and the reason why it's not like, oh, we're all... Eventually, through evolution, we'll all have straight teeth. I'm sure you've heard that sort of mm -hmm. thing. 
well, if it doesn't kill you before you're of breeding age, it doesn't matter. Yeah, exactly. And, like, me having a, a hurt tummy doesn't affect my ability to bear children, like, mm-hmm. at the end of the day. Yeah, so it was just, like, 5,000 years ago, it was advantageous to have yeah. that resource the of milk, of, of like, A high-fatty Yeah, food. because, yeah. yeah, it's extremely caloric and, uh... And we were all very nutritious. Dying yeah. All the time. Yeah. So, yeah. like, having that extra resource was so invaluable that it got passed on to a, a large amount of people, but not Because those people everyone. were probably able to have more kids. Yeah, exactly. And also, I wonder if there's something to not only having the ability to process milk, but also having access to milk. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Making it so your lineage lives on longer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely a consideration. But, so yes, a lot of the world is lactose intolerant, so, but but only about, like, 35% of Americans. But then that is also skewed towards, like, uh, like 90% of, like, African Americans and, uh, like, Indian Americans mm-hmm. and Asian Americans, like, can't, like, can't process lactose. Yeah. It's, it's the people of European descent. Who can. By and large, that can, except for Tegan. <laughs> came from my, I got it from my dad, who gave it to me and Brinley, but not Kayleen. No, Kayleen can. She Kayleen loves ice cream. Can so have much. ice cream too. Her we went content. to an ice cream parlor when they were visiting here in Utah. Mm-hmm. Leatherbees, and Brinley looked at the menu and said, "Do they sell lactase here?" And my mom was like, "No, you have to go get it from the car." And she was like, mm. "And my mom was like, we're in the same hotel room. Go to the car." <laughs> So she got, but Brinley was like, they should just sell it, which I think is a good that point. That is a good point. Why not just sell it? <laughs> I don't know. I'm sure there's reasons. Yeah. But the man who was clearing our, our bowls chuckled at the, their wrappers with their ice cream, like empty ice cream bowls. Yeah, that's pretty funny. <laughs> anyway, so milk, um, it has been used practically since like human civil- civilization became like civilization, like Mesopotamia level. When uh, we started to domesticating. Domesticate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, it was apparently incorporated especially into diets for pastoral and pastoral nomadic communities. So are we talking cow milk only or at this point are we talking it's, camel, it's, goat, etc.? So uh, cow. And then occasionally other other animals. Goat, like, yak, whatever. Yeah, because every mammal produces milk in some capacity, but like yeah. mostly it's not yummy or viable like I, I read this whole thing about how like pig milk it exists as a novelty but because their teats are so small it is difficult to get milk <laughs> so, why is that cute i don't know the it little, kind of made me uncomfortable the little pig mom is like i'm oh, sorry babies you gotta go hunting <laughs> so yeah, um, but milk consumption became com- common comparatively recently as a consequence of European colonialism <gasps> and political domination over much of the world in the last 500 years. Yeah, I'm surprised. Yeah, so European industrialization was largely responsible for the, like, popularization. Also, long voyages, cheese? Mm-hmm. It's a high, that's a high-calorie Oh, yeah, snack. like, so initially pre-European industrialization, like, it just, people were more and more recognizing that milk was a valuable resource, and yeah, European industrialization is what made it blow up, because what was previously confined to, like, rural areas, Mm. and people with farms, um, and, like, cows. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know those things that milk come from? The base, the base of the milk pyramid is cows. (laughs) Yeah. They're, we're exploiting them. Mm-hmm. But they're not making the profits, are they? <laughs> no, they're not. Listen to Joaquin Phoenix's Oscar speech and you'll know. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so industrialization, like, invention of trains in particular, and just, like, increased transportation made it possible. Transportation for... of domestic animals. Of domestic animals yeah. and of the milk itself, like. Uh, milk tankards <laughs> on the freeways. Yeah, it, like, literally. Yeah. Um, one time one tipped. Near my hometown. Ew. Yeah, it goes bad pretty quick. In the sun. Yeah. Yep. So, <laughs> as urban demand began to grow and consumer purchasing power increased and milk became regarded as a required daily commodity through, like, 
I don't know, as soon as people realized that milk was a thing that was easy to produce, mm-hmm. like, people capitalized on it and s- started advertising it. Do we have a year for that? Um, or a time period? The last few decades of the 19th century, so, like, 1860s on. Jeez. Yeah, so long, like, a pretty long time ago. like, 50s. No, like, so like milk was being, like, hardcore pushed by companies in the 19th century and then that trend hasn't stopped it surprised me too because i was like maybe people only drink as much milk as we do because of the got milk campaign but that's not well the got milk campaign didn't work right the got milk campaign didn't increase milk consumption it didn't not increase milk consumption it's just that uh consumption just for some reason for milk has just consistently grown grown just like at yeah. kind of well an exponential level at first yeah. like it's it doubled in the past like 50 years just as the human population has grown at an insane rate and it's it's showing no signs of slowing down and so people can look at the got milk campaign as being like oh this contributed but like i don't think it did yeah I, the trend w- continued yeah. the got milk campaign just happened in the middle of it I, I watched a video the scott kramer one he talks about how the got milk i'm pretty sure it was scott kramer Talks about how the Got Milk campaign, like, ultimately did not change milk consumption, specifically in California. Oh, yeah. Which, it was interesting, because I thought that it was, like, a big deal. yeah. But, like, thinking of it, their commercials don't make you want to drink milk. No, it was... You're just like, oh, cool, milk, I guess. Yeah, it was just so, like, prevalent and widespread that people, I think, attributed having to drink a lot of milk as a kid but the truth is like especially in america the government was extremely invested in getting kids to drink milk still the recommended amount of milk for children to drink is three cups yeah a day yeah uh, which is like kind of absurd you know the little cartons of milk Mm -hmm. you got at lunch yeah every day every meal that's insane yeah (laughs) which we we can get into like the nutritional like ramifications of it yeah yeah but any but like the point is, milk has been uh, a big part of life for centuries. Yeah. And... And yeah. important for the growth of the human race. Yes. For whatever good or bad that may bring. Yeah, and it was pretty early on when milk started being transported rurally to urban... Urb... Urb... Urbanly? I don't know what you're trying to say, so I can't... From rural, like, it rural areas rurally, like, rural areas to urban distributed. Areas. Too urbanly distributed. Weird, right? Does are the urbanized to ur to urban regions to ur- yeah sure. I mean, like there are ways to get around it, but I feel like the fact that there is no uh, there is a rurally, but there is not an urbanly is weird. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, urbanly sounds like racially charged. I'm not gonna lie, you're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so, in 1863, Louis Pasteur invented Ooh. pasteurization. Shout out. Shout out to him. Yeah. Because people used to die all the time from milk. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're not wrong. It wasn't, it wasn't like as many people as... It wasn't like an as, epidemic, but Yeah, but it wasn't, died. it wasn't ideal. And not only did the process, which you heat raw milk yeah. to, nowadays it's about 161 degrees Fahrenheit, mm-hmm. um, and then you cool it back to the original temperature, and it, the idea is that it kills bacteria and... It does kill some of the nutritional content, but, like, not enough to, I don't know, for me to to, to recommend going back to pre-pasteurization days. Well, it used to be an issue with young children. It's thought that, at least from, there's a Sawbones episode on pasteurization. Mm-hmm. Um, children used to die because of illnesses from raw milk. Yeah. But that's not recorded because it was just, like... The thought is there's a lot of deaths that weren't attributed yeah. to illness. It was just like, oh, sometimes kids get, like, super weak and they waste away. Hmm. Right. Which, <laughs> it was a bacteria from raw milk. Yeah. <laughs> but, and, like, nowadays the conversation around raw milk is kind of interesting because there are a lot of, like, sources of raw milk that are probably fine, but it's yeah. still not as guaranteed as just heating the milk up. Um, well, and there's also a question of, oh, if we make raw milk like a stat or like non-GMOs or whatever, how it's become like a status thing. Yeah. And then people think they're not getting adequate nutrition, and so they pay more for something they don't need. Yeah, where it's yeah. like, 
canned and frozen food, it, it's pretty comparable to fresh food. Like it's a viable it's, option. It's better than nothing. It's so yep. much better than nothing. Yeah. Yeah. So, but also just the invention of pasteurization. With pasteurization, your your milk doesn't spoil as fast. And that made it even easier to capitalize on and transport to further and further places and, you know, get a larger, dedicated audience. You know what really doesn't spoil fast? What? Oat milk. Yeah. It kind of lasts forever. I wouldn't test that. I'm sure I will. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And we'll get into, like, some of the uh, alternatives as well. But, um... My stomach, as we're talking about this, is, like, nodding. Yeah, anyway, here's a fun <laughs> fun fact. So, yes, cow milk is by far the most common animal milk, making up around 85% of global production. But then there are many kinds of livestock that provide milk. And what surprised me is that water buffalo is actually, like, a huge, like, 11% of global milk consumption. Where? Water buffalo. Uh, India is a big one. Oh, okay. India is the biggest producer of milk followed... Well, a lot of Indian and then food has has milk, has in like it. cheese and stuff. Yeah, no. Yeah. Uh, India is a huge is a huge consumer of milk and a huge producer of milk, and not just cow milk because uh, the United States is the bigger biggest producer of cow milk specifically, but India has a handle on a bunch of the other ones. Well, don't they treat cows better too than we do? They do. They yeah. Absolutely do. Like, it's not hard to treat cows better than the way yeah, the United treat, States does. <laughs> we treat cows. Similarly to how we treat anything at the bottom of a pyramid, don't we? Yeah, just not a lot of space, not great food, not a lot of... Yeah, anyway. Uh, um, Are we talking about the ethical ramifications of milk and meat consumption today? Only only a tiny little bit. We we should make a whole episode on it. That's something I want, if you're vegetarian or vegan and listening to this, do not be offended. I promise. I've also researched and stuff, and if you have... Like, stuff, like, things you want to say. We can also, we can talk about it when we do. Yeah. Maybe we can invite invite a vegan. (laughs) Oh my gosh, that's so... I don't want to speak on their experience. Yeah. Well, the thing is, cows are responsible for a lot of uh, greenhouse gas emissions. I'm nodding angrily. Yeah, and it's a problem. But an individual's, an individual changing their habits isn't going to change anything. Which is perhaps... A bit of a cop-out, but also... Yeah, I don't know. It's important to not demonize individuals, especially in terms of, like, environmental impacts, because, for example, Utah... Yeah. We can't pray away a drought, and individual water cuts is not going to stop a drought. No. But seeing, like, golf courses and even, like, certain campuses allowed to water everything... Yeah, and I mean, I've seen, I've seen like parks and city sprinklers yeah. going off at like one p.m. Yeah, they, it's is... like they calculate when will the sun be hottest. We're in a, like a record heat wave right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty rough. Yeah, so ultimately, like corporations and institutions are the ones who we should be holding responsible. Yes, but anyway, want to hear about some other fun animals that produce milk that people ooh, eat? Ooh, can I? Do people drink platypus milk? No. Well, okay, so the thing is, somebody has probably drunk milk from (laughs) every mammal, but I was gonna, like, the bigger producers. I read this book in, sorry, I read, I just remembered this, in high school, it was a story about people who caught and ate a person, Um, and then at the end of it, they just mark human off of their list and are like, next is chinchilla. Um, that's, like, low-key the premise of, like, misfit band of pirates or pirates band of misfits is the movie that's called it's like a claymation movie i thought you were trying to communicate the band misfits and i was like what no it's this movie where like (laughs) um for some reason everybody is like chasing after the dodo bird and like the queen the queen finds the dodo bird and like the whole the joke is that she's part of a club that, like, eats extinct or rare species. That's a... I, it must be a real thing I'm sure for there it to is. be two pieces of media referencing people eating rare meat. Yeah. What a wild thing. The fifth beef. What is the... F- it's the fifth... Soylent green? <laughs> no, the fifth... So there's this joke on the Beef and Dairy Network. Oh, okay, podcast recommendation. The Beef and Dairy Network. It is a, a surrealist, satirical comedy set up like a straight like 
just straight to the camera informational information on the beef and dairy industry but they talk about the fifth meat which is forbidden and we must not speak of it <laughs> that's pretty funny uh could it perhaps be uh reindeer milk no <laughs> which uh makes i know up... it wouldn't be cinnamony but it would be cinnamony <laughs> a little gingery oh um yak milk is also especially in like certain uh native populations of like okay i feel like yak milk would be yellow Okay. Going straight off the vibes here. Yeah, sure. Um, there's camel milk is very common. It camel ma- milk has to be really high in fat, right? It's gotta be. Because it can't be watery. So there, you are asking so many questions that I like vaguely looked at <laughs> and just I have not because I saw I, there was a chart. There's a chart on Wikipedia that says the fat content of like all these different milks, and there is one. Okay, let me find it. I put it in the fun facts region of my notes. The fattiest milk. The fattiest milk. The hooded seal. More than 60% fat. Yo, I've, we've talked about that in one of my biology classes. Yeah. Where it's like, like, it's viscous. Yeah. Uh, and then the my black- stomach hurts, <laughs> Becca! Get ready for more of it, I guess. Uh, the black rhinoceros has the skimmest milk on the fat spectrum. Only about 0.2% fat. That's just water. Uh, and nutrients. Presumably. <laughs> yeah, watch, um, black rhinoceros milk be the new, like, health- Health uh, craze. Yeah. And then they're like, well, it doesn't craze. matter because the rhinoceroses are paid fairly. <laughs> anyway, so uh, also increasing affluence in developing countries, particu- particularly from the United States. But no, uh, India, too. They had a they had a bit of a... A boom. Yeah. And, and the UK. The UK, subsequently the United States, subsequently India, they've just, you know, really tried really hard to take over the world and they have spread milk. <laughs> they tried so hard. <laughs> All of them. Yeah, yeah, it's complicated, and we're not getting into the history of colonization. Just let it be known that England is responsible for why milk is so popular in the world today. Shout out to the English. So there is, yeah, and there's been a rise in milk consumption in developing countries in recent years, even just from, you know, like, from philanthropic, like, endeavors. The whole thing where it's like, buy a cow for a village. Yeah, exactly. Which... You know, it's they can't process the milk in their human yeah, bodies. Yeah, see, that's that's kind of the oh, the rub no. because yeah, milk is has it's extremely caloric. It will keep you alive, <laughs> but, At it's what cost? Make, but it's not going to make you feel very good. Oh. So that yeah, that is an interesting question. And then we we like talked a little bit about the Got Milk campaign, but fun fact: the first commercial of the Got Milk campaign, which I think had it was about Aaron Burr. Okay, let me... No, I've seen it. Okay, can you describe it? Okay, it's like a kid who's obsessed with Aaron Burr and Lincoln. No, he's obsessed with Lincoln. And he's sitting in, like, a room, and then there's a radio call, and it's like, who shot... Oh, who shot Hamilton? He's obsessed with Hamilton? Anyway, it's a historical figure. He's obsessed with them. He's eating a peanut butter sandwich, and he can't talk into the line. And then he's like, Aaron Burr! And then it's like, don't you wish you had milk or whatever? Okay, so that's, yeah, that's like surprisingly close. (laughs) At the beginning, I didn't think you were going to get there. But yeah, um, it features a hapless historian who gets a call to answer a radio station's $10,000 trivia question. Is it not a child? No, I don't think so. And it's who shot Alexander Hamilton in that famous duel. And yes, he was eating a peanut butter sandwich and he his mouth was so gummed up that he couldn't say the word and get those $10,000. And that was directed by Michael Bay in his directorial yes. debut. I have, I I don't know if I watched that. I feel like I've seen that several times in people making fun of Michael Bay, people praising Michael Bay and people talking about Got Milk. Yeah. Watch a lot of video essays. And you, you don't say. Hey. Um, like you don't. How long was the Homestuck one, Becca? It was only two hours and 12 minutes. (laughs) Anyway, so Got Milk, it's an American advertising campaign encouraging the consumption of milk. Um, It's not even from a specific milk distributor. It was created by the advertising agency Goodby Silverstein and Partners for the California Milk Processor Board in 1993. And Mm. I, like, looked into the California Milk Processor Board because I was like... Narrows eyes. Yeah, it's bas- it seems to me like a, a shell company. It's a shell nonprofit. Shell nonprofit probably isn't a term that people use, but it seems it's just a subsect of. It's a nonprofit with a political goal. Yeah, because it's completely funded by California dairy processors. I think a shell nonprofit would be a good way to describe that. Yeah. So, 
And then it was administered by the California Department of Food and Agriculture. And I don't, I wasn't in the room where it happened, but I imagine it was just the California Milk Processor Board representatives. They were like, hey. Representing the companies. Yeah. They were like, hey, government. It'd be Let so me show cool. you all of these studies that we funded showing why milk is good. And we're gonna, you know, we'll pay for everything. We'll pay for the advertisements. We'll provide the milk. All you gotta do is put your little stamp on it. That's it. And to be perfectly honest, in California, there's a lot of people who struggle with, um, like, food scarcity and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So I could see California also going, oh, yeah. well, this would look really good. Yeah. Not so it would do good, because a lot of the people who struggle with food scarcity probably cannot process, process milk. Yeah, that is, that's just the rub that keeps coming up, where it's like, is is milk, health, like, good for you? Is it healthy? Yeah. And it's like, I mean... It doesn't really matter if you can't process it. Yeah. Like, true, and so many people can't. And particularly the, the people who can't tend to be the poorer... The underserved populations. The underserved populations. Yeah. Um, which, yeah, makes makes the entire Got Milk campaign seem even more, like, uh, sinister. Yeah. <laughs> it... Oh, I also hated the way it looked. Milk? The upper, the up, the milk on the upper <laughs> the lip. The milk mustache is an interesting, like, it's iconic. You want to hear some of the big names they got? There's some obscenely big names. LeBron Beyonce. James. Probably LeBron James. The Beyonce one was up in my high, or in my elementary school cafeteria. Cool. Uh, Batman. <laughs> Powerpuff Girls. Serena Williams. <laughs> Britney Spears. Were the, sorry, were the Powerpuff Girls photorealistic? No, 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 no. Okay. So did they draw milk mustaches on yes. them? Okay. That is, in fact, what they did. That's troubling. Yeah, so it was, they, yeah, they really okay. just rode that high for a long, funniest, long time. Funniest celebrity that you can think of for the Got Milk campaign. Newt Gingrich. <laughs> How, isn't that funny? That's funny. Well, I try maybe like <clears throat> like Bo Burnham. Someone I think like it would just be funny cynical. to see them like sell out, quote unquote. Because I don't really believe in se- selling out. Like, yeah, like, get that cash. Yeah, whatever. go nuts. I whatever. Mean, the consumer should recognize that people are doing this for money. Oh, the that vegan teacher just like <laughs> she's like just go milk. Yeah. <sighs> So, Got Milk campaign was wild. It wasn't entirely responsible for the, like, for for Sarah? children drinking milk. The government also, just as a whole. Well, because, so it started in California, and then it spread uh, because, like, licensing changed, and then the government straight up just used uh, the used the campaign for themselves and encouraged milk to, I don't know, we don't really know to what ends, like, why they did it. Increased just production and jobs yeah, cause taxation like, yeah yeah and it's promoting the dairy industry i suppose there are like that a makes lot of america sense. has a dairy. lot of america every single state has like dairy production yeah um it's it's a huge deal and then we are we also export to a bunch of different countries so just economically yeah it, yeah. it was important to promote I suppose. I don't know if i believe in the economy but that's an entirely different thing i don't know if you believe in the economy <laughs> Yeah. Okay, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so just the fact is, milk is a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, and the the just, the recurring question is, is milk good for you? Because I have heard, like, I have talked so much about milk in my life. And I never questioned it until now. But the number of people's opinions I know about milk. Why do you talk so much about milk? I feel like I don't talk about... Just because you like milk? I'll be like, hey, do you have milk? If we're eating cookies or something. And then Mm. somebody will go off and be like, you know, milk is uh, actually like the silent killer. Or, (laughs) (laughs) you know, milk isn't as bad as people say. I've heard, oh, well, milk actually causes cancer. And I've also heard, oh, milk is what kept me going all these years. Yeah. Yeah. And there have been so many studies done on milk. And on specific vitamins and minerals yeah. in milk. And they it's it's very difficult to parse all of them, especially when I'm just looking up, is milk good for you? The Just there's so many... Well, and everyone is answering to someone. Exactly. Yeah. Where it's... How many of these pro-milk studies were funded by 
Like, big milk. <laughs> by big milk and how many anti-milk studies, of which there are very few, like, and the fact that there are so few is also, like... Worrying. Is worrying. There should, <clears throat> there should be, I feel like... There has to be, a, like, a peer-reviewed journal. Yeah, and it was, to the extent that it was difficult like to find review? cons about milk. Interesting. Even though, like, a ton of people I know are, are kind of anti-milk. They're always talking about how sugary and fatty it is. But I will try to be as... To um, be fair, I also know people who just base everything off of calories. Yeah. Yeah. And Diet Coke isn't better for you than milk because it has less calories. Right. Yeah, I'll say it before and I'll say it again. Milk is highly caloric. (laughs) So, but yeah, I will try to be as just balanced as I possibly can. And the truth is, milk, it's made just evolutionarily and biologically... It is made to help baby animals grow yeah. and to support them and create them as healthy and strong as they can possibly be. Yeah. And so that's what human milk does for human babies. And cow milk, it's not it's not human milk, but it's also, like, not that different. It serves the same purpose. It has a ton of calcium and a lo- it has a lot of vitamin D on its own, but practically all milk that we buy in stores has been, like, enriched with more vitamin D. Yes. It has a lot of potassium, and, like, it has significant amounts of a bunch of other things, like uh, iron, selenium, vitamin B6, vitamin E, vitamin K, thiamine, riboflavin, niacin. Mm. Like, it has yeah. it has a huge variety of vitamins that, like, help with different processes, and I, I didn't look into every single one of them, but there are recommended daily amounts that everybody should be partaking of these, and milk, one glass, like, it... It covers a lot of those bases. Yeah, it covers 30% of the daily requirement of calcium for adults. And, like, it covers, you know, probably, like, anywhere from, like, 2 to 10% of all of these other things. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, it's, like, a significant amount. And that not to be dismissed. And, okay, and then another thing that milk has going for it is that, so the, in a recent study which was published by the Journal of Dairy Science in 2018, which, cool. you know, maybe I should have looked further into how, on, into where the Journal of Dairy Science, <laughs> like, lands on the pro-con <laughs> milk spectrum, but it does show that drinking milk in the morning may reduce, like, postprandial blood sugar levels and increase satiety. So, like, there are increasing studies about um, milk and weight loss where... It might actually be good to drink, like, a glass of whole milk in the morning because it will fill you up and it will keep you from eating, like, a bunch of, you know, breakfast foods or just snacking because... Yeah. Well, a lot of breakfast foods are also high, high carb, low protein. Yeah. And milk has protein as well. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. And that, that's, like, a big part of what mm-hmm. fills you up. So... There could be... I'm sh- I would be interested to see their study if it was nothing or milk, or if it was nothing similar protein, like, amount versus milk. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean... Like, if I eat... Or even if they just compared it to, to like, a diet drink, like a yeah. diet milkshake or something. And ensure. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So... Which um, has milk protein in it, because I like those shakes for when I'm uh, too depressed to chew. Mm. Um, so. Oh yeah, those days. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm never too depressed to chew. <laughs> I thought, but you like ice cream. Doesn't that fulfill that? I suppose you just kind of let it sit. No, no, no. Wait, how do you eat ice cream, you monster? I, I put it in my mouth and I kind of mush it around. I don't, I don't know how, what happens to it after it's in my mouth. Yeah, that's its business. <laughs> that's between the ice cream and, and its cod. <laughs> but, yeah, and, like, the cons that milk would have going for it is that I've heard that milk is, like, extremely sugary, which is not even super true, as far as I can tell. Because, mm-hmm. um, for one thing, like... The, the amount of sugar that's in an 8-ounce serving of milk is about equal to the amount of natural sugar in one small banana. And it's natural sugar. Like, it's the same... It's similar to fruit. Like, it... People, it's sugary, but, it's, like, either can, either don't eat sugar or, like, straight up or... There then, are yeah. different types of sugar and how they're formed affects how your body burns them. Yeah. We could have a whole episode, and we probably will eventually, on how... 
uh, everything has been lying to you and sugar is fine. Yeah. It is not the new drug, the new cancer, whatever. It's, yeah. Yeah. That's, no, I totally get what you mean, though, where it's like, people acted like this was evil because it has sugar. Yeah, and, like, even even if sugar were evil, there's not that much of it yeah. <laughs> in milk. <laughs> and then the other thing is saturated fat, where, so, it does contain saturated fat, it also contains unsaturated fat, and I don't 100% know the difference between them, but I will read you this paragraph I from I can tell you article. the chemical difference, but I don't know if you want that. <laughs> yeah, well, so, saturated fat sounds scary and I've always viewed it as a bad thing but apparently there's even question as to whether saturated fat is bad for you. You want to know the secret? What? Food is morally neutral mm. and everything truly is fine in moderation. Yeah, well because also the problem is when everything your diet is, is kind 90% of... saturated fat. Yeah. Yeah. And like everything is kind of bad for you. Yeah. Like, I've eaten a pound of broccoli in a sitting, and I can tell you that's a, that wasn't good. My body wasn't yeah. pleased. But even in terms yeah. of, like, chemical makeup, where, like, yeah, there have been studies that link, like, saturated fat to high cholesterol to heart attacks. But, well, yeah. like, there are, these are studies that show, like, very small differences. Usually in a small segment of the population. Usually in a small segment of the population that have to make a couple of leaps in order to get anywhere. And, like... Food science is so hard because there's it's so difficult. many confounding yeah, there's, variables. There's so yeah. many. Milk has so many different things where, like, does the calcium yeah. make up for the saturated fat? I mean... Where else are you going to get that calcium? Like, you have to, you have to know, you have to consider what people's resources are. Like, yeah. milk might be the best source of calcium for most children in America. Well, it, they, it, it very well may not be, but it's also relatively cheap, and it will fill you up. Yeah. Well, milk discourse also, milk discourse, <laughs> also I feel like it mirrors a lot of the, the whole, a glass of wine is good for you, a glass of wine is bad for you, chocolate is good for you, chocolate is bad for you, like, yeah. the, the, the way we, as humans, and mostly Americans, mm -hmm. probably, the way we approach food is so fad-based. Yeah. And so now motivated by influencers mm -hmm. that it leads to a lot of really, really quick and hasty, like, blanket judgments that are not scientifically accurate. Yeah. And can't... Some of them can't even be tested. Like... Yeah. I'm like, I've even yeah. heard, like varying accounts of, you know, what a healthy diet looks like from different medical professionals. Oh, totally. Like, and everybody's body reacts differently. You can give one person a diet will make that will make them lose weight, and that same diet will make somebody, even of the same weight, gain weight. Like, yeah. same starting weight, that is. Like, it really... And there's You questions. never, like, completely know, and you kind of have to just figure out what's right for your body. There's questions of set weight. Like, what are some people just naturally predisposed to be heavier Right. And that's fine for them. Mm -hmm. Are some people naturally predisposed to be skinnier and that's fine for them? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's very, very, it's very ingrained in our culture. Yeah. And scary <laughs> as a fat person sure. to deal with sometimes. Yeah. Well, it's so yeah. overwhelming, the amount of information that is out there. Even if I were actively trying to lose weight, like, I wouldn't know where to start other than with yeah. exercise. Which even then, sometimes, sometimes exercise alone doesn't work. Like, And even doctors and nutritionists are sometimes influenced by those weird fads. And I had a lot or of doctors... Or by big dairy. I had a lot of doctors tell me I was perfectly fine at the height of my eating disorder. Yeah. You know, that's... That's one of those things where it's like, mm, what does healthy look like? We don't have a single answer. Yeah. Like, there are... Everybody's trying. Yeah. And just whatever, like, whatever makes you feel good is what is... Is fine. Is fine. It's yeah. Fine. He healthy is loaded. That is what I'll say about it. Yeah. And, okay, in the case of milk, which I worry that I'm becoming a um, kind of an unapologetic uh, milk defender which i'm not trying to come across uh, as mm, no min meander me a milkender a milk protector a milk defect <laughs> defender of milk defender of milk so <laughs> i mean the thing is i like milk and everything that i've researched which i i tr i even went to like the studies themselves on everything yeah. which 
a lot of them were, like, I don't know, kind of shaky. <laughs> and many of them, like, even the ones that were reviews of other studies, they kind of came to the conclusion that, like, milk, yeah, milk is not the new cigarettes. <laughs> milk <laughs> is fine. Um, I think and you if, mean death sticks, <laughs> And if you were, if you are worried about the amount of sugar and saturated fat that is in milk, which seem to be about the only two issues with it, unless you're lactose intolerant. None of this applies if you're lactose intolerant. Your body yeah. just straight up can't process it. Yeah. It's not going to make your body feel good, and it's your body is going to pass it in such a way that it won't get the nutrients. It won't get most of them, yeah. Yeah. Um, but if your issue <laughs> Life is... Hack. But if your issue is with saturated fat, then buy low-fat milk. Like... Yeah. And then you will still get all of the benefits of the protein and all of the nutrients, like... And if it's become a, like a, I, I feel like for me, I like having milk available for things like smoothies and cereal and whatnot. Yeah. Just use a milk alternative if you can't handle milk. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. And like three glasses of milk a day is a lot. Probably like, don't trust that. The government, first of all, recommends that for growing children who mm. a lot of the time their metabolisms uh, work in such a way, and their also, body is processing nutrients at an ex- exceptional rate. It's not a tall glass also. No, it's notably. like, yeah, it's and half it's a like pint six or whatever. ounces yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, kids just, they just need to eat. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and milk does have a lot of calcium, and that is what... Uh, don't make your kids' calorie count. Yeah, don't do that. No. And I, I personally am probably going to encourage my kids to drink milk because... Because you like it. Because I like it. But also just, like, I don't know. It's it's a place to start. It's also... There is a cultural worth to milk. Sure. Yeah. That mm. I would say... Well, I mean, in general, I'm going to encourage my kids not to be picky. But just... Especially yeah. the calcium side. The calcium and the vitamin D that is offered in milk, it's hard to replace. Yeah. With, like, a beverage, especially. And that's the thing about, like... And sometimes kids don't want to eat. Yeah. (laughs) Kids, by the way, uh, there's been studies done that if you allow a kid free access to food, they'll reach the recommended Hmm. um, caloric. Well, at a base level, your body's basically knows what it wants. It knows what it wants. But what it needs. We train ourselves to hit the three meals a day, and we train ourselves to ignore hunger cues to match those and we slowly lose the ability to tell when we're hungry <sighs> yeah that's I wild know, for me i'm like i'm not hungry i'm i'm starving mm-hmm. and i've had to and it seemingly comes out of nowhere but it's been there i just can't recognize it, it. Mm-hmm. yeah um and that is so there are plant milks which serve the same purpose a lot of the time like if you want something to just, like, that feels kind of creamy to put in your coffee or Delicious. plant milks are great. They, um... They... they that, ha- we've come full circle. What? Milk meaning plant goo. Oh, whoa, you're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, the thing with plant milks is they're very... They're typically very low in protein. Um, the highest protein source, which would be soy milk, has half the protein of cow's milk. And soy milk has other side effects. Dealing with, like, estrogen and whatnot. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's if you're drinking a lot. I have I have a friend whose brother drank a lot of soy milk because mm-hmm. it was all that was available in their home, and he is, he was a growing boy. Yeah. Um, And soon he started developing breast tissue. Whoa. Yeah, because of the estrogen. That's wild. That's crazy. But that is, a yeah, all of the, I mean, plant milks, they all have their own quirks, and many of them haven't been, like, studied to the extent that milk has, but, um... You know, like, they're yeah. they're fine. Especially the environmental impact of milk. Oh, it makes me hurt less in my stomach and it makes me feel better about the environmental impact. Yeah, because, so, something that I, I always hear that, like, almond milk is bad for the environment because of almond how trees. much water it, it takes up. And, I mean, they're not wrong, but also it still takes up less than, like, cow milk, cow milk. does. Yeah. Cow milk... Okay, these are just some crazy... So, a single glass of almond milk requires um, 130 pints of water, which is more than a typical shower, and uh, just cow milk... I mean, I have this graph that I would like you to look at, which... You can post this on the Instagram? Yeah, dairy milk, like, the water, it's still, like... Wow. It's probably still, like, 25% more than um, almond milk requires, and... 
It's also, dairy milk is also the highest in land milk. In land milk? <laughs> it's also the highest in land. I've said milk so many times, like, catch the me word, tonight saying milk every other word. The word milk means almost nothing to me. Yeah. Well, I mean, let it be known that the emissions and land use and water use of dairy milk are far higher than any plant milk. So if a dairy drinker tries to shame you for drinking almond milk, tell them to get off their high cow. <laughs> That was a funny joke. Thank you. Um, <laughs> and I would like every time I tell a joke for you to verify that it was in fact funny, please. Thank you. Yeah, just the environmental impact. Like, everything has an environmental impact. A negative one. Uh, it It's not great. Milk has, like, a particularly high one. Cow mm. milk does, because it's just, it's part of... The food industry makes up 25% of greenhouse gas emissions. And, um... Like, dairy and meat production makes up, like, a very large portion of that. Yeah. And uh, milk requires, like, cow milk requires cows. And I feel like I'm censoring myself now where I'm just, like, all milks are, like, are worthy. Because before when I would say milk, milk and assume everybody understands it as cow mm-hmm. milk, now it's like, it could mean anything. Well, I have to be so specific. Be more specific? Gosh, dang it. You're, um, <laughs> they said the name of the podcast. No, uh... I think that's good because, I mean, it's a Eurocentric way of thinking and it's cool to reframe that. Yeah. So, but yeah, milk, it's bad for the environment. It's kind of really bad for the environment. I would probably recommend, if like, if that is something that is important to you, then that might be then switch. Easy. And the yeah. truth is, again, like me changing from cow milk to oat milk isn't going to make like a fraction of a difference environmentally, but it's still, it does... I don't know, enough of us create a trend and hopefully the dairy and meat industry will recognize that people care and they will yeah. change their ways because there are ways to combat environmental impact, even in greenhouse yeah. gas emissions. I don't want this podcast to make anyone feel guilty either way. Yeah, no. And it's, also, if it's you... something to, con- like, all of these things are just things to consider. As a person, if you can't give up cow milk but you are still concerned about the environment, there's lots of other things you can do, mm-hmm. including, but not limited to, just, like, call your local representatives. Like, yeah, that's that's as, as big of an impact as you can really make. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would, ultimately, like, people who are just always talking about milk is bad for you. Cow milk is bad for you. That is... That's be, a bad way, I think, of looking at I it. Agree. I agree. It may be bad for an individual, mm-hmm. and... That is completely fair, but like judging anybody else for partaking of it is 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 unhealthy. <laughs> yeah, there are certain substances that are bad for you. Yeah, and those are all uh, drugs and addictive. But foods, don't. whatever. My big thing is just don't assign moral values to consumables. <laughs> fair like, enough. <laughs> like yeah, someone can be. Like, say someone is addicted to cocaine. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean they're a bad person. Yeah. Say someone Just means really they're probably doing milk. something that's ultimately not good. Like, you're probably not going to yeah. live as long, but even that, it's like... But then there's also, like, okay, there's a lot of extra circumstances. Like, I just... Everything morally... <laughs> We're just, we're so mean all the time. <laughs> yeah, everybody's trying their darndest. Yeah, just be nice. So, um, in the words... Of Dr. Vertanen, who I have not mentioned heretofore in this podcast. While it is not necessary to avoid milk, it's also not necessary that we drink milk either. It can be replaced with other products. There's no single dietary component or food that's absolutely necessary to our health. Water. Do you consider water a food? (laughs) (laughs) Should I email? Just water. (laughs) Period. Send. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you're right. No, I, I get what you mean, though. Like, I, I think that's a really good quote, and I'm sorry for undermining it with myself. Yeah. No, I'm not. I feel like my my attitude towards milk, it's it's even more complicated than it was before researching this podcast. Were you it's looking like, for this to be an affirming? Not necessarily. I, oh. I If somebody could just tell me yes or no, for most things in life, I would appreciate it, because making decisions all the time is really hard. Yes. But, like... So, yeah, milk isn't bad for my body, but it's bad for the environment. But what can I even do about the environment anyway? It's like, it's just like five more questions to consider every time at the, I'm at the grocery store. Life as a human, super complicated. Yeah. Anyway, that's I, it. That's I, all I have for you. You can drink all the milk that I would have. There you go. Ooh. 
does that give you? That might actually make me feel better (laughs) to be determined. You can think, well, you can even think me and desert don't drink milk. Ah. So there you go. Two for one. You're our child. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see how this fits into our dynamic of you coming over and cooking me dinner. Yeah. Um, Do you have any, like, any hot goss? Any hot goss. I'm not working at the biosphere anymore. Mm. So I'm... I'm apprehensive about my bad sandwich status, but I'm sure when I start school again in the fall, it will go right back up to speed mm-hmm. because my favorite type of sandwich is the type that I forgot, but found in my backpack later. Oh, that's awful. That's so awful. See, my my bad sandwich type stories are just kind of lame because it's not like I, for, I ate something that wasn't good anymore. It's just I ate something and it wasn't good. Just, Mm. like, it just didn't stat it. It just doesn't, it didn't make me happy. I went to, I got, like, a rice bowl the other day, and they put so much teriyaki sauce on it that it was swimming in teriyaki sauce, and I couldn't taste anything but teriyaki sauce, and it made me genuinely sad and mad. (laughs) (laughs) My family was in town, as I said, so we Mm. went to Chili's, and I got, um... I got a burger and I asked for avocado on it. And then when he came, there was no avocado. And my mom, like, opened her mouth. And I was just like, no, 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 no. And she was, like, confused. And the waiter left and she was like, do you not want avocado anymore? And I was like, I don't want to be a bother. (laughs) See, that should have been an exposure therapy. She should have made you ask for the avocado. Because I'm increasingly learning that, no, it never serves to be... To be a Karen, quote unquote, it never serves to be a person who is like belligerent yeah. towards everybody and thinks everybody's out to get them. However, <laughs> you paid for a service. Well, at the end of the meal, she, my mom said, Oh, by the way, she didn't get her avocado, so can you just make sure we're not charged for it? And he was like, You didn't get your avocado? And I was like, It's fine. I had already started eating it and it was great. So it's okay. Was it great? It was fine. I don't care. That's part of it is that I don't care. I was like, avocado would be fun. Mm. And then I got it and I was like, I don't want to wait for this to happen to me. Same reason why I had a pink DS as a kid. My grandma got me a pink DS and my mom pulled me aside and she was like, listen, I know you're not a huge pink fan. I used to not like pink because pink was for girls. Mm, yes, and I was and you not, were not a girl. I was not like other girls. No. <laughs> um, and she was like, but you can't open it. You're going to have to wait until like day after Christmas for us to go and get an exchange. And I was like, no, nah, that's fine. Pink is fine. And played with my pink DS that night. Yeah. Was it worth it? Yes. Yeah, because I don't actually care. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. <laughs> Um, hot goss. There's probably gossip. That is what I have well, to say about that. Tati Westbrook is back. Who the heck is that? She's a beauty YouTuber. Oh, Tati. 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 Hot Tati. <laughs> Did I say it dumb? <laughs> I heard Tati, T-O-D-D-Y. <laughs> cool. Well, she's back. Um, apparently her life has been horrible recently. Mm. Um, but she was also canceled for a little bit, so mm. I don't know. I have no real yeah. opinion. Chrissy Teigen was canceled for, like, mm. being a bully, and then she apologized for it, and some dude, he, like, was like, here's the receipts of all the times she bullied me, which I'm pretty sure they aren't real. They have been, like, proven to be not real. Yeah. So he didn't help the case <laughs> cool. against her. He just wanted to, uh, coast on other people's misfortunes. We love it. We love a bean dad storyline. <laughs> yeah. Um. I'm trying to think of other celebrity gossip. It doesn't matter. It never matters. But now I'm, we, like, disappointed in myself for not knowing. Taylor. Taylor Swift is releasing... She's releasing Red, Taylor's version, with 30 tracks and a 10-minute track, which everybody thinks is all too well. I'm hoping it's all too well. It is probably I all too also, well. as a... How old am I? 20... Oh, wait. Why are you asking me? 23? No. Question mark? A 97. 22? No, I'm 24? I, we celebrated my 21st birthday twice. Twice. And then you've had one birthday since then. <laughs> right? So, 23? Yes. Whatever. As a 20 something married woman who You're doesn't know her. For sure, yes. Okay, I'm 23 and I don't know my own age. It's fine. Numbers are hard. Um, I love Olivia Rodrigo. Mm. Her music is very good and it speaks to me. And. That's all. That's yeah. the gossip. Is that really you good. like her? If anyone has like memes, I'm interested. Yeah. We also haven't gotten any funny memes. Yeah, what the heck? What the heck, guys? 
Does no one listen to the end of the episode? <laughs> um. Okay, quick tell a joke. That will redeem everything oh unfunny gosh. we've ever done. Um. No! <laughs> Like, uh, waiter, waiter, there's a fly in my soup. Oh, no, oh no, what, what? No, then you say, shh, shh. If you say it too loud, if- everyone will want one. <laughs> I, I didn't know the punchline of that joke. What do you mean? Okay, okay, let's I've, try this okay, again. Okay, I have a knock-knock joke, but you have to start. Okay, knock-knock. Who's there? Ah! I fell for it! Yes! So hard! Yes. Is that the first time you've ever Yes! Yes! yes. <laughs> I'm exhilarated. I have, I've seen that in print form. I've seen people do it to other people, and it didn't occur to me. I was so excited to hear your knock-knock joke! You're susceptible. I'm so gullible. To my wiles. <laughs> okay, goodbye. <laughs>